Welcome to episode number 32 of the Grab Blogger podcast, where we're helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you, the listener, create a side hustle, create a business, replace your employment income, or create an online platform that can help you change the world. So this is to build a profitable business so you can use that to change the world with your research and your experience. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. Today's episode, we're talking about why you need to build a team in your online business. So this topic and this kind of area reflects back from a lot of conversations I have with academics about building out their online businesses, just kind of a general fear about approaching this from the point of view of being a CEO or the point of view of actually building a team. A lot of people want to be the technician in their business, deliver everything, do all the back-end work on WordPress, do all the back-end on uploading posts, creating content, and just putting that into the world and really don't want to take any role in you know, being the manager or even being the visionary in their business. And this is really hard. It actually makes it quite difficult to grow your business. We're going to get into why in this episode. And in specific, and we're going to run the math. So we're going to go through some of the numbers on what a you know best case scenario might be if you build your business without any team members. And we're going to look at that and say, is that kind of acceptable? What kind of flexibility do we have in our lifestyle? Is this something we'd actually want to do? And in the end, I'm hoping to encourage you if you're kind of on that fence right now about you know, you're thinking you'll never need a team for your online business or never be interested in that whole process to convince you that it's actually going to be necessary. It might be necessary today. It might be necessary a couple months from now. It might be necessary a couple of years from now. But if you kind of reach this best case scenario, which we'll outline, you'll see that it's quite inflexible if you don't start thinking about building a team. So this episode will be, you know, really great for intermediate folk, folk that are already running a business and want to know how to expand that. And of course, we'll talk about actual specific techniques to growing a team in that in, in later episodes. So it'll be really good for, for those people. But it's also really important for beginners. I really want to get this into your, your mindset and your kind of framework today if you're just getting started online because it's something you're going to need to be thinking about. And if you're in this camp of never wanting to hire, never wanting to grow a team, then hopefully you can kind of see yourself down the track in this sort of best case scenario and see how it can actually be pretty pretty difficult and kind of a big struggle. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what is the best case scenario from kind of a math standpoint of not having a team if you're the only person. We're going to talk about some issues here and what you know your, your take-home salary might be or your take-home pay might be from running an operation that's successful like this. Then we're going to talk about what your options are as a solopreneur is having no team members. It really, this comes down to, to two options. You can increase your price or you can increase the number of hours that you work. We'll talk about how that affects the math that we talk about in the best case scenario. Then we'll talk about what the options look like if you do build a team. We'll go through some of the fears that are holding people back and what I want you to be thinking about today so that you can grow your business moving into the future and some important aspects there. As always, you can grab the transcript of this podcast episode at grabblogger.com slash 32. There should be a button there to allow you to download the PDF transcript. And we actually pulled the numbers out that we're talking about. So this calculation, some of the important points on you know, what your take-home pay might be, what your options are without a team. We pulled that into a, a cheat sheet that you can get at the show notes as well in case you just want to have that in one place on one sheet after listening to this episode. So then we're going to jump right into this calculation. What is kind of the best case scenario? Again, these numbers and these assumptions really depend, I guess, on what, what industry you're in. But I try to do it in a way that at least we're on sort of the upper end of what might be possible. Well, not necessarily possible, obviously anything's possible, but the upper end of what might be typical and even higher than what you'd be considering for your business today and show you what that looks like down the road once you've grown things out. So let's say that you can typically work 50 hours a week. I know this is probably more than you want to work, but it makes the numbers come out to be more round. This would be about 200 hours 
per month that you're working. Let's say your, your charge rate is $100 per hour. So the math's pretty simple. You're working 200 hours a month. That's 2,400 hours a year. And at $100 an hour, you're making $240,000 in revenue in your business. So that's pretty straightforward, right? And it kind of makes sense. And that number sounds pretty good. So after taxes and expenses, then I just divide that by two or divide it in, in half. So I said, you know, maybe your, maybe your taxes are 30% and then you're spending 20% of that revenue on actually hosting solutions, whatever platform you're building your business on, travel, whatever the business expenses are that you run your business. Generally, 50% is a pretty good number to include that with taxes. Might be a little bit higher, a little bit lower, but you'll see at the end, it doesn't really impact the numbers a whole lot. So then with the 50% reduction, you're looking at a revenue after tax and expenses or profit for the business of $120,000 per year. So in that case, maybe you take that whole $120,000 out as your salary from the business. So there's two problems here. One is that these are pretty conservative assumptions. So you're working 50 hours a week every week and you're getting $100 an hour every hour. And we know this probably just isn't true. So the, the first big challenge here is that you have this ceiling. You can't do more than that. Your take-home salary is going to be 120000 for the rest of your life because it's really hard to work more hours than 50. Maybe you get 60 or 70 and we'll you know, talk about what that mean, might mean for your lifestyle. We'll talk about what that means for the numbers in a little bit. And maybe we start to charge more as well, but you know, getting up to 150, 200, $300 an hour, it's pretty hard from here. You really, no matter where you land, you're pretty much building in this glass ceiling for yourself that you're not going to be able to go much higher than that. I know a lot of folks today are maybe charging 30 or $50 an hour. So you're not even necessarily going to be at these levels. So that's number one is you, with this process, if you don't have a team behind you, you have this ceiling. You can only work so many hours a year. In this case, 2,400 is a quite a big number of hours. That's 52 weeks at 50 hours a week to make $120,000 salary from your business. So that's problem number one. There's inherent ceiling here if it's just you. Problem number two is that this calculation assumed 100% efficiency. Every hour for the 50 hours a week that you're working, you've been able to bill out $100 an hour. And we know if you're running a business that this just isn't true. You're not 100% efficient. So let's go through some things that might actually cut into this number. For example, just checking email. If you can get checking email down to four, between four and eight hours a week, you're doing really good. Other people may be spending upwards of 20 hours a week checking email. Um, if you're doing you know, an hour a day, two hours a day, I'd say you're probably ahead of 80% of people on that. But let's just put it in as four to eight hours. Traffic and authority building. So if you're a content creator, obviously you have to create the content, you have to post, you have to get online. If you're creating podcasts, you have to record like this. And I just pegged this at you know four hours a week. Again, a very big conservative assumption, you probably have to do a lot more than this. Social sharing, five hours a week, and then just miscellaneous transit and kind of getting around, let's say another five hours. So all in all, you're probably spending you know 20 hours of your week doing non-fee earning tasks. And that's probably pretty conservative. If you're a speaker internationally, then maybe you're getting paid really good money on a per hour basis, but you got to get there. You got to travel. You got to prepare your keynotes. There's all these different aspects. So for this case, that's a 20 hours a week and that's the amount of time that you're spending on non-fee earning tasks. Again, probably pretty conservative. So if you divide 20 by 50 hours a week, you get 40%. So 40% of your time is spent not generating any revenue at all. So now if you take 60% of your salary, and I know this is going to be a lot of numbers, so that's why I put them into this cheat sheet. You just go pull that one-page cheat sheet from the show notes and just kind of look at these numbers as we talked through them. But in this case, so 60% of your time is spent on fee earning work making $100 an hour. 
So now your your salary from your business is reduced to seventy two thousand. So one hundred twenty thousand that you're making after business taxes, after business expenses, is now reduced to seventy two thousand. And again, this is you know your best case scenario. So seventy two thousand that'd be six thousand dollars a month before personal taxes. You assume say a forty percent tax rate, then you are looking at thirty six hundred per month after personal taxes. If you do the math here, that's $30 per hour before tax and $15 per hour after taxes. So, you know, this is would be equivalent then if you're making $100 an hour on your online business to having a job that pays you $30 an hour, which I don't know if you consider that really high or really low. It's probably on the, I'd say, the lower end of the spectrum. If you have a PhD and, you know, you're going into industry, you might be making quite a bit more than this as your take-home salary before tax. Well, this is, you know, getting to the point where you can charge $100 per hour in your business. Your take-home is going to be about $30 an hour. Well, this is a really good scenario. You're, you're charging out $100 per hour for your time. What if you're charging out a lot less? Say if you're only charging $50 an hour, which might be closer to where, you know, a lot of the audience might be today. What does that look like? Well, then, you're, you know, your take-home is only going to be half, so it's going to be $3,000 per month for before taxes and $1,800 after taxes. So this means that if you're charging $50 an hour in your business, you're only actually making $15 per hour on your time. And you're doing this, you have to work 50 hours per week. So those numbers don't sound very good in this kind of ideal case that we made. And, and again, I had to pick some numbers. You can imagine what happens if you drop just to 40 hours a week that you're working or 30 if you want to work even less. Um, and you can imagine it kind of goes up a little bit if you're charging 125 an hour, 150 an hour. But so where does that leave us then? That's what your take-home pay might look like. But what are your options to change that if you don't have a team? So really, you only have two options. Because it's just you, you only have two variables to play with. One, you can increase your rates, or two, you can work more hours. So if we look at increasing your rates, the big problem is that you need to increase your rates, but also not increase your overhead. So how do you increase, say, your rates from $100 to $150 or from $50 to $75 an hour? How do you increase that by 50% without actually increasing your overhead as well? So say if your rate goes up by 50%, and it takes one hour a day more to do that, that's not fee-earning work, then you're only going to end up with you know, a 40% increase in your take-home. And a 40% increase in your take-home might only be you know, $500, $600 per month by increasing your rate by 50%. So let me say that again. If you work really hard and you get really good at what you do and you increase your rate by 50%, you're only going to be taking home you know, hundreds of dollars after that um, added to your, your pay. So this goes too, if you question the assumption of $100 per hour and you bumped up to 150, it doesn't impact the numbers that much. It only impacts them linearly and you're still going to be struggling to get much higher. The second variable they have to play with is working more hours. And so the math on this is linear as well. If you bump that up to 60 hours a week, then you've now added 10 hours over 50. So you bump the amount of pay that you have up by 20%. So again, this doesn't sound very good when you look at you know, your take-home rate is somewhere between $3,600 and $1,800 per month. 20% of that's only going to be, you know, $200, $400, $500 by bumping up your work hours to 60 hours per week. So you're kind of stuck in this loop. You're stuck in this place where you can only increase your rate or only increase the number of hours that you're working. And any of you that are familiar with, you know, the personal finance literature, uh, familiar with personal development literature, you may have heard this before where you're really stuck. You're not making as much as you want. And, you know, your only options are to work harder to try to make more money or, you know, work longer hours. And there's something that, you know, it has a name in all this literature. It's called a job. 
you've created a job for yourself in this case. So best case scenario, you know, you're, you're making hundred dollars an hour, you're working 50 hours a week, like a dog. And the only thing you can do is work more hours or, you know, charge more. Although we, we talked about how that's not going to affect your rate any more than linearly. And it comes really hard. This is, you know, rich dad, poor dad by Robert Kiyosaki calls this the rat race, you know, getting into a job where you just can't get above where you're trying to get to. And this is a big struggle. And the reason I want to point this out here is I see people at the very beginning of building out their business saying that they don't want to build a team. And I see those same people then, you know, two, three, four years later, maybe they even started building out a little bit of a team, uh, but they, you know, they haven't committed fully as that something being something that's necessary in their business. And they're really struggling because they've hit this ceiling. They're kind of building out their max hours. They can't spend any more time in overhead. So that gets away from their, you know, fee earning work. And then they're really struggling to build their business because they haven't built up solid fundamentals on building out a team and building themselves as managers into their business. So you end up in this place where you're really building a job for yourself and it can be quite difficult and quite struggling and quite emotional actually when I see it in these companies that are building. So those are the, the numbers that I want to run by you on you know, what the best case scenario might look like. So if you're working 50 hours a week and you're able to get to the point where you're charging $100 per hour, your take home then will you know, potentially only end up being on the order of $30 per hour. So you can kind of trade that with going and get a job and working 40 hours a week at $30 an hour and kind of get the same aspect to it. Plus, you're going to be working a lot harder because you have to do every job in your business and nobody's there to help you. So what's the difference then if you build a team? Well, if you think about this early on and kind of build it through the whole process, it removes the two problems that we have. Number one, it removes the ceiling. Each additional person that you add, if you add them full time, adds another 2,000 hours per year. So, you know, if they're working 40 hours a week, every uh, 50 weeks a year, then that's another 2,000 hours to your business to help grow it. It's not just you. You don't have that same ceiling. If you added one person to your business, you can go a lot higher than if you had 10 people or 20 people. And there is, you know, this kind of limit where you have to manage them and that. But I just wanted to make that as the first note. The ceiling is gone if we start to build a team. So I wouldn't be able to run the Combustible Dust Instant Database where we're uploading, you know, 10, 15 posts a week. Wouldn't be able to run these two podcasts, the Grab Logger podcast and the Safety Science podcast, without having a team in behind. There's not physically enough hours in the day for me to do all that. But because I've started to add a team into the back end of my business, we can actually do more. We don't have the same ceiling and we kind of grow farther than would be possible at all if I wasn't by myself. It also removes this rate problem. You know, it adds another variable besides just increasing the time or the rate that you spent. It actually, the, the rate can go to infinity. If you hire a person that costs $40 an hour and you know that you can generate $50 an hour with them and your team because you are freed up to do other tasks, free up to find more clients, free up to do more work. Um, and that is a, you know, a, a direct bottom line result to your business of $50 an hour then the return is infinite. You're making $50 for spending $40 and you don't have that rate issue anymore. You could actually hire one, two, three, four, five, six, 10, 15, 60 people if you can maintain that balance where you're paying less than you're able to charge for that work. So a really good example of this might be website development. If you have a website development company where you hire developers on one side and they cost $50 an hour and you're able to sell that then to commercial clients for $75 an hour, you don't want as many web developers as you can manage and still you know, keep your sanity because you're generating more revenue than the, the cost. So it really just adds a whole new dimension. You no longer have to worry about the ceiling. You no longer have to worry about this rate problem. 
it's not say it's, you know, without worries though. You, and then you get whole new problems. Then you got to worry about being an effective manager. You got to worry about not spending too much money in the business. You got to worry about the budget. So there's, it opens up this whole host of difficulties, but closes a bunch of doors that you might have. And the reason I bring this up again is because I see people do this first step where they don't want to do any team building. And then they get to some point in their business where they are the only technician, they're only hands on the ground. They just can't go above that ceiling. They get stuck there. And often, unfortunately, it's stuck at a level that's not financially viable for them to continue. And that's where the, you know you end up closing up shop and going and getting a, a real job and entering the rat race another way. Some of the big benefits of you know growing a team is that you know we got rid of this problem of having a ceiling. We got rid of the rate problem in some aspects, or at least change the rate problem to you know how much are you spending and how much can you get for for the services or products that you offer. But it also frees us up to do the work that we're probably the most afraid to do. That's being the visionary in our business. So today, in my business, I actually take every Monday and I don't do any external work. I don't do any content creation. I just sit down with whiteboards and fill them out. I fill out a whiteboard with thoughts. I take a picture, scan it to myself, fill out the whiteboard again with thoughts about how to improve our business, how to come up with new innovations, what can new team members be doing. That's why I spend half my day on Monday on. The other half, I either spend getting ready for podcasts or writing outlines like the outline for this podcast episode that I did last Monday, or I'll just go take a break for the rest of the Monday afternoon. Then Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are my big work days. Tuesdays and Wednesdays on external work, and Thursdays are all about content creation. It's actually Thursday, 11 o'clock when I'm shooting this episode um, here right now. So that's a big thing. If you now have this team and it frees you up do the work that's the most important for your business. Also, this is what allows you to become, again, I've mentioned this before, but self-tenured. And you can kind of build the world that you want to create. When you're freed up from doing all this stuff, like uploading posts and you know, creating the editing podcast episodes and doing all these things that aren't actually moving the needle on your business, moving the needle and changing the world, you're freed up to start thinking about how you can do that. Because we've grown this company, Dust X Research and Dust Safety Science, I'm now able to do things like taking on projects with academics and research supervisors and start to mentor masters and PhD students and dictate what kind of research is needed in the world around my field because I built this team up that takes care of the profit of our business, takes care of the content creation, the authority building, and we're developing that into you know a full-fledged platform that's profitable and able to facilitate change in the world. So what then is holding you back? So from my discussions with you know many people on this topic there's all kinds of fears one is you know not having enough work keep the person busy maybe if uh if any of these sound like you put up your hand silently but not having enough work not knowing where to start you know where do i find people and not being quote unquote good at it and you're definitely not going to be good at it if you don't get started so my my big point here is that the solution to this is to start small start today and start easy so you don't need to have bring on somebody full-time in your business. Literally, when I brought my first hire on to Dust Safety Science, it was for two hours a week. I found them on Upwork. I found somebody to do online research for articles around combustible dust explosions, fires and explosions, and just send me that. Every Sunday, they can do it whenever they want during the week. They do two hours of research. They send me the results and the articles they found every Sunday. And you know that was what went into my newsletter. That's why I started building content around. And that's actually the start of our whole news reporting content machine that we talked about before on the podcast, that is the Combustible S Instant Database today. That's how we create the, I mean, it has a lot more team members now, but that's how we create the 10 to 15 posts a week on fires and explosions around the world. But it all started over three years ago when I had my first hire for two hours a week. So start small, 
start today and start easy. So this one was really easy. I knew the task. I had done it for probably six months at this point. It was literally just Google this list of 25 keywords, pull out the top articles, put them into a Google Doc, and send them off. Or in my case, I was saving them on Google Docs. In their case, they just emailed me the list. So that's the start easy. It was a really easy task. And the big point about start today, so start small, start today, and start easy. We talked about you know small tasks, small number of hours. Easy tasks is really easy. Starting today, the most important reason is that you need to get better at being a manager. If you want to manage a big team or even a small team, you know, three, four people, they're helping you with design work for your website, content management, editing your podcast, all that sort of stuff. You need to be able to manage those people. You need to have proper systems in place. And that's a learning adventure. Nobody's really good at it at the start. Maybe if you were in, you know, a Fortune 500 company and you had all this management training, then you're maybe better at that. Or if you ran a research lab for a number of years, had a ton of graduate students come through, then maybe you have some management experience and that's really great. But a lot of people just aren't going to have this experience. You need to get it. The only way to get it, trust me, because I'm doing it and I've done it, is to do it. When I hired, had my first hire, I had no idea about building a team, no idea about the systems that would be needed. We actually scaled up within the first year to three or four people. And now we maybe have maybe eight people in the whole team, if you include kind of bookkeeping and accounting and all that. But I would say three or four and just the direct team on the content development side and website development side. And just managing that number of people, those, you know, those men and women, is quite difficult. It takes a lot of managerial focus, a lot of managerial effort. And you're never going to get those skills if you don't get started today. So those are the three ways I'd recommend. You know, start small, start easy, and start today on building a team. So if anything from this podcast episode, again, if you're an intermediate, we will go into the details in subsequent episodes on how to do these different things, how to find team members, how to grow your team, how to be a better manager, how to be a visionary in your business, all really important aspects that we'll cover. But today I just wanted to get it kind of into your mind, into your head, that this is a road you're going to have to go down if you want to build a successful business. I just kind of, you know, I went through what the best case scenario might be of take home revenue or take home income. If you're working 50 hours a week and you're able to charge a hundred dollars an hour and it's not very good. And the, you know, the only way to make it better is to work more hours, be able to charge more fee, uh, higher fee. And that's going to be really tough. So there's a better way. The better way is to get over your kind of fears and be able to walk down that road to becoming a manager, being able to build a team. So again, we'll talk about more complicated aspects in the future, but the goal of this one is really just kind of a mindset shift to get ready for what's coming down the road just kind of admitting yourself that you know you might need to build a team, you might need to become an effective leader in your business if you want to build something that's big enough to change the world. So that's it for this episode. As always, the show notes and the transcript, you can get a PDF download at grablawyer.com slash 32. We pulled out the numbers and the calculations that we did and some of the examples for a one-page cheat sheet. So if you don't want to you know, read through the transcript or you don't want to go back and scroll through the show notes to, to grab these numbers, then you can go get that there. Maybe you're running a presentation about being an online entrepreneur. You just want that simple hand calculation. It's all there in that cheat sheet. You can get it there as well. And if you like this content, you like this episode, please give me a shout out on social media. It's at GrabBlogger on Instagram, at GrabBlogger on Twitter. This really lets me know that I'm you know, hitting the mark. If I'm not hitting the mark, you give me a shout out too and say, hey, Chris, you're, you're talking about the wrong thing. Or you know, shoot me an email at chris at grabblogger.com. If you have any questions or things you want me to cover on the podcast, you can leave them at grabblogger.com slash ask, A-S-K. You can leave them as a voicemail. You can leave them as a text. We'll actually answer those questions specifically on the podcast and help you get through those issues you know, that you're, you're having with building your online business, building your authority, creating the mission that you want to put in the world, and becoming self-tenured. So 
until next week, I, I really look forward to continue to bring you amazing interviews, continue to bring you, you amazing information on how to build out your online business, how to become self-tenured in this world of academic entrepreneurship, and how to change your life and change the life of others with online business.